Hello to all of you listening. This is Regan on behalf of the Lexia Divinia team, bringing you the four-part series on the Word of God, a weekly time of meditation to bring that little extra of God into our ordinary times. So welcome back to you all for this fourth and final episode that I hope has brought you closer to our Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, it's good to be with you. And as this is our last time together for this this series, we will be spending a bit more time together in this special episode. If you happen to have missed the previous ones, please feel free to catch up either on YouTube if you want to watch, or if you just want to listen, then you can go on Spotify, Anchor or Google Podcast to listen to the episodes on the wedding at Cana, the calling of the apostles, both are from the Gospel of John, and the calming of the storm from the Gospel of Matthew. Today, it's a great pleasure to have you back for this new time of reflection and meditation, where we will look again into the Gospel according to Matthew. We're going to read, understand, and meditate together on the Word of God on a particular event. We want to invite you to relate to the passage and allow a deep encounter with our Lord, who always listens to us as we meditate. So it will be a slow, attentive, penetrating reading, an absorption of the Word of God, that lies behind the words of the scriptures. Then to conclude, a short prayer will be read. Let's begin this time of prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. May the Spirit of Truth, who comes from the Holy God, enlighten our mind and lead us to all truth, as your Son promised to us. Amen. Take a deep breath in and breathe out. In and out. And on the in breath, in your mind, I want you to call the Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And on the exhale, have mercy on me, sin. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, have mercy on me, sinner. And keep this breathing and these thoughts in your mind as you listen. Today, we are going to look at the wonderful Sermon on the Mount. And we will be in the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 5, verses 1 to 20. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up the hill. There he sat down and was joined by his disciples. Then he began to speak. This is what he taught them. 
How happy are the poor in spirit, for the as is the kingdom of heaven. Happy the gentle, they shall have the earth for their heritage. Happy those who mourn, they shall be comforted. Happy those who hunger and thirst for what is right, they shall be satisfied. Happy the merciful, they shall have mercy shown them. Happy the pure in heart, they shall see God. Happy the peacemakers, they shall be called sons of God. Happy those who are persecuted in the cause of right, theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Happy are you when people abuse you and persecute you and speak all kinds of calumny against you on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward will be great in heaven. This is how they persecuted the prophets before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt becomes tasteless, what can make it salty again? It is good for nothing. It can only be thrown out to be trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp to put it under a tub. They put it on the lampstand where it shines for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine in the sight of men, so that seeing your good works, they may give praise to your Father in heaven. Do not imagine that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to complete them. I tell you solemnly, till heaven and earth disappear, not one dot, not one little stroke shall disappear from the law until its purpose is achieved. Therefore, the man who infringes even one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be considered least in the kingdom of heaven. But the man who keeps them and teaches them will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. If your virtue goes no deeper than that of the scribes, the Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. This passage can be split into three sections. The Beatitudes, Salt and Light, and the Fulfillment of the Law. So we are going to go through each section 
one section after the other and take each verse and use it for an extended meditation. I shall read each passage again slowly to let each and every one the time to fully receive it and to experience the scene in detail. Try to let the Holy Spirit lead your meditation. You may want to write a thought or an idea on a piece of paper that comes to your mind as we go through the meditation. Let's start with the Beatitudes, verses 1 to 12. For the first two verses, ponder on the following four points. Please feel free to pause whenever you feel like, as you're being drawn into the meditation. Firstly, Jesus saw the crowds. Imagine the crowds for a while, their desire to see Jesus, the draw they felt, their hunger for his words, for his presence, his divine aura. Secondly, imagine Jesus seeing them. What did he perceive? What was his gaze on them? Consider his love for them. See Jesus seeing this gathering crowd and knowing their hunger for him, for the word. Thirdly, he went up the hill and sat down. This was a way for him to gently invite people to gather around him. Imagine the excitement people actually felt as they sensed Jesus wanting to talk to them. And finally, Jesus taught them. Imagine being there at the foot of Jesus, feeling the ground underfoot, the wind on your skin carries his words, hearing his words, looking at his facial expressions. He may have looked at you directly. Hear his tone of voice and his mannerisms as he taught. Let us now hear again the eight Beatitudes. Pay attention to the rewards they come with and allow yourself to be drawn to them with much desire. The rewards are easily desired, but the path to those rewards can be challenging. The spirit may be willing, but the flesh is weak.
how happy are the poor in spirit theirs is the kingdom of heaven happy the gentle they shall have the earth for their heritage happy those who mourn they shall be comforted happy those who hunger and thirst for what is right they shall be satisfied happy the merciful they shall have mercy shown them happy the pure in heart they shall see God happy the peacemakers they shall be called sons of God happy are those who are persecuted in the cause of right theirs is the kingdom of heaven after pondering and desiring the rewards of the Beatitudes consider each path to that reward see verses 3 to 12 poverty of spirit a detachment from everything other than God and his holy will what other idols do I have in my life? Gentleness Humble Teachable Open to the gospel Patient Under suffering Do I trust in his heart that is gentle and lowly? Mourning, a deep sorrow, especially over your sin and the sin in the world. Where do I need to seek forgiveness? Hunger and thirst for righteousness, a deep desire for God's order to be established in all things. Do I truly believe the words, Jesus Christ, I trust in you? Mercifulness, forgiving, generous in the face of greed, kind in response to anger, love in response to hate. Where in my life 
do I most need to embody this mercy? Purity of heart, single focus in life that is love God and others. Where and how can I show God's love through my words and actions? Peacemaker seeks to bring God's true peace to every situation, interior peace, no matter what happens. How can I make the world a better place? Be it in my small family, my community, or my prayer for the wider world in strife. Persecuted for righteousness' sake and for the sake of Christ. Unshaken by the sins of and persecution by others for doing the will of God. What have I done that is right in the eyes of the Lord? What have I failed to do? We will now be looking at the second section from the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus reminds us that we are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. The verses 13 to 16. Let's hear Jesus calling us again to fully embrace our mission as disciples in the world today. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt becomes tasteless, what can make it salty again? It is good for nothing and can only be thrown out to be trampled underfoot by men. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hilltop cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp to put it under a tub. They put it on the lampstand where it shines for everyone in the house. In the same way, your light must shine in the sight of men so that seeing your good works they may give praise to your Father in heaven. 
through our life of charity towards those around us. We must be like salt because salt preserves food from corruption. So our life must do the same for others by grace. So must we, through our actions, be the salt that heals the pain, the suffering in our own inner lives, the lives of our family, our friends, acquaintances, the community and the world around us. Salt brings out the flavour of food. So we must help in bringing out Christ in others' lives through our prayers and our actions. Salt disappears into food. So we must do the same by making a difference, our very best, with humility and let God do the rest. If salt loses its taste, so if we ever lose the presence of Christ, our life is ineffective for the purpose for which we were made. Now let your light shine because the light shining forth from you is Christ. Do your thoughts, words and actions reflect the light of Christ? Do they? What sort of influence do you have on others? Is the light that you shine kindling that spark in others so that their light may burn brightly? Let us now go back to Jesus' words on the law and the prophets in verses 17 to 20 in the third and final section on the fulfillment of the law. Do not imagine that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish 
but to complete them. I tell you solemnly, till heaven and earth disappear, not one dot, not one little stroke shall disappear from the law until its purpose is achieved. Therefore, the man who infringes even one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be considered the least in the kingdom of heaven. But the man who keeps them and teaches them will be considered great in the kingdom of heaven. If your virtue goes no deeper than that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. not so easy to pray this passage, right? The scripture scholars have difficulty reconciling Jesus' words here with his freedom of spirit in many matters concerning the Sabbath. Jesus was a Jew. He lived out the Torah, the law, which expressed the love relationship between God and the chosen people. He did this by revealing in his life and death, the love of God in a dramatic new way. And in doing so, he opened up that love relationship between God and all of us. We too are called to fulfill that sacred relationship in our lives. For us now today, by looking at our lives and listening to us, would anyone know that God is really and deeply at the centre of our hearts and that we try, like Jesus, always to do what pleases Him? John 8, 29 Do they know we are Christians by our love? Not just by what we say, but in what we do, in our actions, in all and every circumstance. Jesus underlines the continuing relevance of the teaching of the law and the prophets. Whenever he is critical of one or other aspect of this teaching, he claims to be fulfilling the law and not abolishing it. Christians continue to reverence the Old Testament as a source of revelation. We acknowledge our Jewish heritage. In particular, we pray the Psalms 
Am I familiar with the Psalms? Am I familiar with the depth and breadth of emotion of human nature? That these Psalms convey? The commandments of which Jesus speaks are those given to Moses on Mount Sinai. They were valid when Jesus spoke 1400 years after Moses. They are still valid today. If we all kept them, we would experience something of the kingdom of heaven on earth. Can I list the Ten Commandments? To which do I need to attend right now? Jesus came to fulfill the law. Observing external laws is not enough. Do I see the forest for the trees? Jesus wants listening, wants listening hearts, those which are courageous, generous and discerning. Hearts like his. Are you ever called to be prophetic by rising above peer pressure and speaking the truth in your heart? Remember the promise of baptism. You're called to be priest, prophet, and king. The commandments are there to help us to be loving, respectful, just, merciful, caring for God's creation. Have I ever put law before love? my attitudes or actions. Have I practiced that love in my own heart? in the heart of those closest to me, in the heart of family, in the heart of friends, of acquaintances, of neighbours, of the people who pass you by. Of the world around you. God's creation. Let us pause for a few moments now to let these three sections 
and all we have experienced sink into our mind, into our heart, into our soul. Jesus said, when two are gathered in my name, I am among them. He is with us now in this particular moment and he wants to tell me to tell you to tell us something about him that only I that only you that only we can hear and respond to Breath in, breath out, in and out. Jesus Christ, Son of God, mercy on me, sir. And we end with the final prayer with some verses, the Psalm of David, Psalm 103, also known as, Bless the Lord, O my soul. My soul, give thanks to the Lord, all my being, bless his holy name. My soul, give thanks to the Lord and never forget all his blessings. It is he who forgives all your guilt, who heals every one of your ills, who redeems your life from the grave, who crowns you with love and compassion. The Lord is love and compassion, slow to anger and rich in mercy. His wrath will come to an end. He will not be angry forever. As a father has compassion on his sons, the Lord has pity on those who fear him. For he knows of what we are made he remembers that we are dust. But the love of the Lord is everlasting upon those who hold him in fear. His justice reaches out to children's children when they keep his covenant in truth, when they keep his will in their mind. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Love, Verbum Day Ministry. Hopes you have enjoyed this podcast series. 
in the Gospel of John and Matthew. We hope that it has not only nourished you, but also helped you to profoundly welcome the Word of God weekly. A loving welcome of the Word of God leads into contemplative attitude towards all of creation, towards the graces that God grants to all every day, freely. Above all, in the light of the Holy Spirit, and as Venerable Martha Robin said, we sincerely hope that you have felt and saw the extraordinary in the midst of the ordinary of your life. Because this is where God dwells and remains. This series was really a starting point for all of you to dwell with the Lord through his word. So please, if you have enjoyed it and would like us to produce another one, or if you have any suggestions, we are all ears and want to hear from you by filling our suggestion box or sending us an email. You can find the links for these in the description. It is a starting point for you. So please, in your own way, in your own time, find a way to connect with God every day. So my dear brothers and sisters in Christ, until next time, may God bless you all abundantly and please share with your friends, relatives and community. Thank you for giving us something precious, your time and attention. But more importantly, thank you for making that time, that attention, creating that space for the Holy Trinity in your life. God bless you.